This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Zaziaris. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday the 10th of September. In your Squiz today, 20 years on from 9-11. The road out of lockdown for New South Wales. Cricket Australia's stand against the Taliban. And a new hobby. This is your Squiz today. Tomorrow marks 20 years since the September 11 terror attacks, the deadliest on American soil in their history. It's an event that's still very much felt across the globe today. Yeah, it's been talked about a lot this week, Simone, in the lead up to that anniversary. Of course, what happened on that day is that 19 Al-Qaeda terrorists took control of four US passenger planes. They crashed two into the twin towers of the World Trade Center in New York. One into the Pentagon outside of Washington, D.C., and a fourth plane crashed in a field in Pennsylvania after passengers intervened and were able to derail that flight path. On that day, 2,977 people were killed from 77 countries, including 10 Australians, and it was the start of what's been known as the War on Terror. Yeah, we've seen a lot of talk about this this week, Kate. Plenty of articles and documentaries released to mark the anniversary. And over the weekend, there's a lot planned to commemorate. That's right. Family members of the World Trade Centre victims will gather at the memorial in Manhattan to read the names of those killed in the attacks. US President Joe Biden will join them and then he'll attend services at the sites of the other crashes as well. Former President George Bush will attend a service at the Pennsylvania Memorial. Yeah, he was, of course, the president at the time of the attacks and the one who led the invasion of Afghanistan after that event. That mission wrapped up just a few weeks ago with the last of US troops pulling out of the country after almost 20 years of war. We don't have to remind those living in New South Wales, Kate, that tomorrow will be the start of their 12th week in lockdown. On the bright side, though, New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian yesterday gave some insight into the state's way out of it. A bright summer is on the horizon, according to the state government. And we know there are plenty of people listening, of course, who aren't in New South Wales, but this plan is a pretty big one and it'll be closely watched by other states, so it's worth understanding. Basically, if you're fully vaccinated in New South Wales by the 18th of October, it's likely you'll be able to travel around the state. You'll be able to gather with others, go out to restaurants and pubs, get a haircut, all the things we currently can't do. Of course, that means all of those businesses that provide services related to those things will be able to get back to work. There are plenty of asterisks on all of that, and it's all dependent on getting 70% of the adult population vaccinated by that October 18 date. One thing that was talked about a bit yesterday was the return to school date. That remains unchanged for lockdown parts of the state. Yeah, that's set to happen on the 25th of October. Some parts of regional New South Wales will have restrictions eased from tomorrow morning, including kids heading back to school. And the same is the case for most of regional Victoria from today, though only kindergarten to year two and years 11 and 12 will return to school. We touched on this next one in the podcast yesterday, Kate. It's sport meets international politics. Australia was due to play Afghanistan in a test match in Hobart in late November. However, since the Taliban took control of the country, they've made moves to prevent women from playing sport. 
it's seen our government and now Cricket Australia weigh in. Yeah, that's right. Cricket Australia has all but canned that test match, saying in a statement that if media reports about women's cricket not being supported in Afghanistan are accurate, they'd have no alternative but to not host the men's match. So a really big statement from Cricket Australia against the Taliban's regime. It's a position, as you say, supported by the federal government and also the Tasmanian government. And it's part of a wider conversation about Afghanistan's participation in international sport. Ultimately, Cricket Australia will look to the ICC. They're the head honchos when it comes to world cricket as to what they do. Under their rules, you can only play test cricket if you are a full member of the ICC. To be a full member, which Afghanistan is at the moment, you need to have a women's team. Yeah, and what they've said so far is they're watching the situation closely. Over to the US now, where Elizabeth Holmes is on trial for fraud. If you kind of know who that is but need a little bit of clarification, basically Holmes was a big name in Silicon Valley about a decade ago. She founded a health tech company called Theranos that claimed to be able to test for multiple conditions from a small drop of blood. That all fell apart, though, when it became clear the technology didn't work. It's quite the tale, the tale of Elizabeth Holmes. There have been podcasts, there have been TV series about it, and that's because it wasn't your average company. It was worth billions at its peak, and it attracted some really big investors. Fast forward to now, though, and as you say, Holmes is in court accused of fraud. What prosecutors will argue is that she misled investors to secure more than $700 million in capital and that she lied about the company's progress to save the business. For her part, her argument is that her company isn't different from any other business that had ideas that just didn't work out. Yep, it's certainly a high profile one and one that still has a long way to go. If she's found guilty, though, Holmes could spend up to 20 years in prison. Many beer drinkers might be familiar with Stone and Wood. They've got a pretty delicious pale ale. I quite like that one. They've made news headlines, Kate, because their maker, Fermentum, has been snapped up by beer giant Lion. Yeah, Stone and Wood's a favourite in my household too, Simone. It's a craft (laughs) beer, of course, brewed in Byron Bay. It follows in the shoes of other craft beers like um, Little Creatures, Mountain Goat and Four Pines, to name a few that have been sold to the big guys. No public number on that sale at the moment but hundreds of millions is the speculation. The sale is kind of interesting because it's also caused a bit of chatter about whether the Australian craft beer market is too consolidated now. Yeah, and on that point, the deal still needs approval from the ACCC, that's the competition regulator, or this beer chat, Kate, all that's left to say is I'm glad it's Friday. (laughs) (laughs) The US Open will finish up over the weekend, Kate, and there's some big matches to look out for. There are two Aussies to keep an eye out for. Sam Stozer is in the women's doubles semifinals. She plays tomorrow. And then there's the wheelchair quad singles tennis champ, Dylan Alcott. He's going for that golden slam we've talked about. That's all the Opens plus the Paralympic gold. Got to say, though, everyone's talking about Novak Djokovic. Simone, he's just two wins away from becoming the first man to claim all four Grand Slam titles in a single calendar year since Rod Laver in 1969. He's also going for his 21st major championship. No pressure, no biggie. Yeah, no big deal. If he wins, though, he'll surpass his rivals Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal for the number of major championships. At the moment, the three tennis greats have 20 Grand Slam titles apiece. They should all just retire. Just be yeah, done with absolutely. it. Yeah, absolutely. Go out on a win, you know. <laughs> Squeeze the day, Kate. What have you got? 
Footy finals in both codes this weekend. Simone, by the end of the weekend, we'll know who's playing in the AFL Grand Final. And in the NRL, it's the first round of finals. So if you have footy fans in your household or if you are a footy fan, I expect the TV will be on quite a lot. Yeah, I can see that happening in my household this weekend. Mine is for Sunday. It's International Crochet Day. It stuck out for me this week, Kate, because of all the crochet chat we've been having lately at Squiz headquarters. Our teammate Annalise has picked it up as a newfound hobby. She has. It was kind of short-lived, though. She's already moved on from crocheting to woodworking. Shout out to you, Annalise. (laughs) I don't know what she's going to do with all of that yarn she ordered, though. Like She she did mention she had quite a bit up her sleeve, so maybe she'll pick it up again this interview. National Crochet Day. Who knows? That's all from us this week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back on Monday. A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more.